You're listening to the Boston Greeks podcast with Adi and Foti. They've been bringing Greek culture online since 1998, and now they're bringing you the best Greek guests Boston has to offer. So grab your kafedaki and join us. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Boston Greeks podcast. As per usual, we have an amazing episode today. We have three great, great guys uh, that are part of a group that we kind of got a little bit of a taste um, before in a previous uh, interview, but they are so involved in so many things that we decided we're going to do like, we're going to pull like what Marvel does with a, with a multiverse, and we're going to do like a series of events to try to cover everything in depth about what this group does, because they are putting Boston on the map. They are talented, uh, just intelligent, talented, great individuals. We're old friends with uh, uh, one of them, new friends with the other two. And before I say any more, let me bring on my co-host, Foti Stamos, and Foti will uh, introduce these amazing guests we have today. Hello, Foti. Yeah, so Ari, and, and aside from what, one thing you forgot to mention, all the great things, they're also good-looking gentlemen as well. Let's not oh, okay, okay, okay. But, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like to take the spotlight away from you, Foti, so I, you, I don't say you. this. More importantly, thank you so much, everyone. Welcome to the Boston Greeks podcast. And because we had an amazing interview uh, with our uh, previous ho- co-host and uh, uh, guest on Boston Greeks, this is the time that we want to bring the team together. So we have a newly formed team by identity, which we'll discuss now. But what we wanted to do is we wanted to bring on the group from Xenia Greek Hospitality, Dimitri, Stefanos, and Brendan. Thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to learn more about what you're doing at the moment and what's coming in the pipeline. So, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. All right. So so let's let's try to, like, organize this. We want to kind of get a, a brief history of you guys. Um, do you want to start kind of, you want to just uh, maybe start with Dimitri and then go to Stefano and then to Brendan? Does that sound good? Whatever works that's, well that's, that's our connection anyway. So we have yeah. to start with Dimitri. <laughs> all right, Dimitri, can you give us just a, a brief summary of, of you guys as a group and how it all came together? And and uh, and the other two gentlemen, feel free to jump in. Uh, I'm sure Dimitri's fine with uh, getting cut off every once in a while. So don't worry about that. I have no problem, but we can do a whole episode on how we were connected. But the, the quick version is, you know, Stephos and I go way back um, through through Greece, actually, when I visited him in Thessaloniki. And at one point we were climbing the Lefkos Spirgos and it was it was my first time. And I think it was Stephos first time, too, even though he lives there. Uh, but he took <laughs> me up there as a as a tourist. You know, I've been to Thessaloniki before, but we went up there. And we just started talking. It's like, hey, I think we can really do something great in in the states and you know i've never found a partner or someone that i i could work with in that sense or wanted to pursue any greek projects you know i was still coming onto the scene in greece in in the greek scene in boston and i and i always knew i just couldn't do it alone and i wanted to build this team and Stephos is the first guy i went to and we had a conversation on top of the lefkos pirgos and I think six months later, six, eight months later, he was on a flight to Boston. And from there, it's, it's all history. You know, we were walking down Newberry Street and we said, you know what? I think we need a Yiradiko. I think we need to do something. And we both come from that background. You know, I was born, I'm Greek American. I was born here and raised in the Greek, um, fast, fast food scene 
Um, now we call it fast casual. Um, <laughs> and then Stefos did his thing in Greece and we just literally was strolled on Newbury street and, you know, was our first location in 2017. And from there, as you know, we talked about four Grecos later and more on the way. And then Prasi and Hecate, as well as the new project coming on. We also knew that we couldn't do it just the two of us. And along the way, built this team. And it's not just three of us. There's 11 people right now, part of Xenia Greek Hospitality. Um, we were all on this podcast. We would have small little squares. But we want to introduce, you know, as as the founders of Xenia and then Brendan, who we pursued to take on the culinary um, aspect of you know, all our concepts and not just one of them. Um, but we start off as friends. You know, I think we're all talented in what we do. And along the way, we just continue to add to this to this company and and hopefully grow even more as we continue to grow our concepts. Can I just interject real quick? If that's a true story about Lefkos Pirgos, so my joke about the Marvel uh, universe or whatever, when they make a movie about you guys, that is such a great oh, opening oh, scene. We have we have even the pictures that we both jump. That, <laughs> I love that picture. Yes. <laughs> that, I mean that, that that's such a great that's such such a great story to have as your history. I love that. And I and Stefano, to, um, yeah. you you're familiar with the United States? Have you ever been here before? Is this something that just kind of I've been once before, like I've been here like seven years straight from 2015 when we start Greco and I start actually working for the Mitrisin committee as a bartender. Oh wow. And that's my background from every aspect of restaurant business. I had my own place back in Greece. I'm doing it for like almost 20 years. So the first time that I came was like almost 10 years ago to visit my cousin. And I found Dimitri at Cafeteria, a place that he used to manage back in the days. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's actually the starting point of like Greek restaurants or having that conversation. And then he was like crazy about the ideas and everything. And I have to confirm that he remember everything. Actually, the Greco, Back Bay Greco is the starting point. Sometimes and, and- you have to go back, you know, to to remember or to understand where is that start, like the whole thing. And actually it's Greco Back Bay. That's the first like uh, project that we did. And that when did that open? In 2017, you said? 2017, February, Seven. the day of yes. the Patriots Parade. It was a blizzard. Oh. So, <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, I feel like Greco was around longer than that, which... Like so when you say two, <laughs> when you say 2017, I, I was like, no, Greco, because because so much exposure to Greco and so many people that have gone to Greco, so many Instagram pictures of people posting their gyros and their lukumales and all this stuff about Greco. I feel like I've been seeing this for a long, long time. And that's actually a, a very young company. I mean, that, that's that's amazing. The strides you guys have made already. We feel the same, Ari, based on our uh, bodies and our mind. We feel that we're doing it for 25 years. I don't know. Sometimes it's getting late. Well, that's how you but know. Yeah, you that's the starting point. Uh, and speaking of Greco, of course, right now, Greco is operated with uh, like four locations in Boston. And there is like uh, expansion. We have like some stuff. I don't know if Dimitri is ready to announce something, but I prefer to just stay. We love to break the news here right now. When we're ready, we're confirmed. We'll <laughs> yes, yes. We will be and for, and yes, for the definitely. Greeks. We, we love selling the Greeks of, first. Speaking of Greco, I'll, I'll take the responsibility of what I'm saying. But speaking of Greco, our goal is 
to actually make the biggest Greek fast casual company in US. Wow. Truly Greek. That's wow. record to me. Uh, of course, after pandemic, we found ourselves a little bit, you know, we had that back thoughts, if we are ready, what's going on with the market. But I feel after like these two and a half, almost three years, we came back stronger. I think we are ready to take that responsibility <clears throat> and take Greco to different states and different levels. But I can see potential, definitely, uh, with a product, with our most popular product as a Greeks, Euros, what else? Mm. Yeah. Well said. Well said. So there is potential. There are people around. We feel strong. We feel uh, better than before. We feel ready. That's our goal. And now with the team growing too, it's, I feel like we feel more ready. And why we brought in Brendan as well too is to really do the culinary backing and, and to handle all this expansion. You know, like I said, internally we also have a marketing department. We also have our internal accountant, our operations mm-hmm. team, our catering team, our event team, our marketing. We have all these different you know departments within Xenia that, like someone said, we're we're more than ready now. And I think you know the whole purpose of doing all these concepts is to really portray what Xenia is. And for a lot of people, they may not know, but hospitality kind of gets lost when they just talk about hospitality. People can think hospitality is an Uber driver or or a streetcar vendor or or any service that it gives customer service. But for us is we have a direct mission in our hospitality. And that is guest friendship and turning a stranger into a friend and you'll see it across any of our concepts whether it's the fast casual the cocktail bar the wine bar in Krasi or um or our new um project that we're working on Barvlaha is our staff is trained to make everyone who walks into that door guest or not vendor whoever it may be to feel so welcome that they feel cared for and and they feel that they just left as, as part of the family and i think that's what sets our um, our brand and our concepts apart from the other ones that it's just not, you know, a return of guests. It's not just, you know, a customer, uh, we look at, you know, they are truly guests of ours in our home. And, and I think that's where Xenia really, um, escalates and, and, and it's different from everywhere else that we take on this ancient Greek form of hospitality of Philoxenia and really incorporate it into our training so that everyone feels so cared for. I also think that from my perspective, from what I've seen, that you guys are definitely, you know, the prime choice to do something as big and bold as to possibly like a nationwide concept, possibly a global concept. Because like I said before, you went from like zero to hero in like five years. And that's like pretty impressive. I mean, you guys have a lot of stuff going on. Um, Greco has the whole makeup look and style of something that I could see everywhere. Um, I actually have, I'm not mentioning names, but I have friends who actually did a national chain out of DC. So I know it's possible if you're smart enough. And I think you guys a hundred percent have that. Um, and, and to transition, you mentioned, um, one of the Greekest names I've ever heard. So let's bring him on. Brendan. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Tell us, tell us, Brendan, how you are 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 part of this group, how, how it came to be, and, and and where you're at right now. He is the Greekest non-Greek, okay? So, and and <laughs> meet our wine director down the road too. The Greekest non-Greek shall ever meet. I mean, I'm I'm Greek. I'm Greek enough. 
So Peli is actually short for Pelicasis. Uh, my papu changed our last name in the like 1950s. He was he was in the radio business uh-huh. back in the 50s in the radio biz. You couldn't have an ethnic sounding name. So yeah. he actually changed his name from Pelicasis to Peli. Half my family is Pelicasis. Half is Peli. Um, my cousins went to Greek school. Me and my brother, we didn't go to Greek school. So we, it's like it's weird. You know how some families kind of just became more Americanized. And well, then, you know, Brendan, I, I was saying that, you know, jokingly, and I didn't know you were Greek at all. And I still yeah. think that, you know, what you're doing and, and your ability to do it is is amazing. But now that I know you actually have Greek blood in you. Well, yeah. Now, unless you're arguing with everybody else, I, I might not believe it. But, <laughs> but um, I mean, that, that's great. So so you are the culinary director. What, what does that mean exactly? So... I mean, I'm a chef. I'm a chef by trade, right? Um, I'm classically French trained. You know, I came up working in fine dining restaurants. I mean, I started in pizza shops, like Greek uh-huh. pizza shops, right? And then okay, um, now, now you're Greek. Now we know you're Greek. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and then worked my way up the ladder. And um, eventually somewhere in my career, I I was cooking staff meal at a restaurant. And I was cooking like a, you know, baked lamb and rice. And it you know, that food just brought me so much joy and something just like finally clicked. I was like, this is what I should be doing. I shouldn't be cooking French food. Like I should be cooking Greek food. How do I do this? Mm-hmm. And um, this was, you know, 2014, 2015, like there was a hole in the market. And I think a number of us saw that hole in the market in Boston that no one had really taken Greek food to the next level in, in the city. And um uh, I went out and I did a Greek pop-up named after my namesake, Pelicasis. And um, I kind of did some modern takes on Greek meze and um, kind of got my name out there that way. And um, then I ran a, a Greek taverna for uh, Michael Schlau for a little while. And, you know, I've been doing the Greek thing for, for a bit. Um, and... Um, I think that's how um, Dimitri and Stefanos found me was like, you know, having I, I having ate his panakopita first and then I Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. That was the first like that, that's that impressive. That's impressive. He, he, he <laughs> ate panakopita and was sold on the on, oh, on you. Oh my god. He beat every Yaya Spanakopita out there. Yes, so. definitely. Right. That's a bold statement, my friends. All right. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of people showing up there to to, to <laughs> Do this challenge. We're gonna do oh, a, a recipe. I just add more off. butter. <laughs> um, so you know, uh, yeah, I mean, when Dimitri reached out to me, he he did the um, you know the industry thing we do now is we just slide into each other's DMs on uh, Instagram. Hey, we learned like, that from hey, Lizzo. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we started talking. I wasn't. I wasn't really. I kind of taken a step back after you know. Uh, running a restaurant for a couple of years in a pandemic. Um, I was doing some consulting and I wasn't sure what my next big step was going to be. And um, that's when I heard about, you know, the plans to, to grow this restaurant group, everything that they wanted to do. And I think that I bring the, the right kind of experience to be able to oversee multiple different types of food operations, like not just fine dining. Like I've been a caterer, I've worked in fast casual, I've ran cafes, I've ran fine dining restaurants, small and large. Um, and, uh, you know, everything across the board. 
Um, so what I do for the company now is, I mean, this is, it's, it's not like I was brought on board to fix something that's broken because this, this, this company is already like firing on all cylinders. So it's like, um, you know, coming in and just polishing things. Like when it comes to a restaurant like Crossy, Crossy is a fantastic restaurant. So, um, all I can bring here is mentorship for the chefs that are already here. Um, adding a little bit, you know, yeah, like I said, like polishing, uh, dishes, a little refinement, making sure that, that things are, are, um, you know, seasonal and interesting, um, bringing a new perspective to the table. And uh, taking it through the next Greco level. Goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as Greco goes, um, uh, adding a little bit more seasonality to our approach on the menu, mm-hmm. um, getting ready to take the next steps. If we are going to grow, then we want to make sure that we're consistent. Um, consistency is key. And uh, we want that consistency and quality. Um, and I also have some friends from D.C. who opened a big chain of restaurants. <laughs> and like, you Maybe know, it's, the it's same not, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And um, it is important that you're consistent across the board and not just like, you know, it's not as it's not as simple as just sharing recipes. It's uh, with our restaurant group. It's it's making sure that everyone shares the same hospitality mission too that you're getting the same feel the same vibe from every restaurant and um so that's but you know i'm food focused that that's my that's my department i mean this food though for us you know and and people always say oh my god greek food you know all you need is a horiatiki musaka and and you're all set but you don't understand like the conversation i just had with brendan an hour ago in boston it's hard to do greek food seasonally You know, mm-hmm. we cannot have a horiatiki at Krasi or Barvlaha in January when the tomatoes we're getting aren't like greases in your mm-hmm. backyard. In Greece, you just go to the backyard, you pick a tomato, you cut it, and you have a fresh horiatiki. It's like we're at a disadvantage here. So we're also showing people how we do Greek food locally here in Boston. You know, we're, we have four seasons here. We're not going to get the freshest produce out of season. So with Brendan, we're bringing in different Greek salads and different Greek recipes that aren't so familiar that work with our seasons. So we are getting the freshest, most local uh, ingredients possible. And I think that's always been interesting, even for me, um, just to constantly learn what's out there in the Greek market and not just the basic taverna food you see out there it's like we're expanding the horizons we're challenging ourselves and we're really going into the villages and and different areas of greece whether and, and for example in Krasi, we just introduced some food from Kraki up north and there's recipes and there's herbs and there's spices that you would never think would make it into greek food and it's just really interesting to see that we can Put that on a menu and tell people, yes, this is Greek food, and it's not just what a lot of Greek and Greek Americans know as Greek food, or people who just visited Greece as a tourist. So it's been fun along the way too to to, to really uncover and discover this whole new um, era of recipes out there. Dimitri, if I can just add to what you just mentioned, which I completely agree with you, is that so many other food cultures have been and are also featuring their regional cuisine, which each region has its own highlights. Mm-hmm. I feel that finally someone like yourselves is actually introducing regional Greek cuisine that the interpretations based on where you go to Greece are so different. So, yes, there should be that acknowledgement that based on the time of year you're in or where it's coming from, that there are dishes 
that we should be aware of. And it's only thanks to your approaches that we can actually experience that. And one of the biggest things that drew me to Brendan is, you know, as we all, you know, social media stock, my Instagram stalking of him. He has the coolest <laughs> name, Bowl of Tripe, follow him. But you would see him out there foraging his own mushrooms, growing his own, you know, vegetables in his garden. So I'm like, okay, here's a chef who's cooking at home, seasonal items, but he's also growing them himself too. So I found that very, very interesting. And just the approach, and it's something that me and Stefos have been talking about more recently too, and especially for the Bar Vlaha, is it opens up our eyes to a lot. You know, now for us, this whole sustainability thing is huge within the company, and we're finding ways to be a more sustainable group. Um, you know, and I think it all started from the Greek people not knowing that it would be something that we need to focus on again. And Stephos can fill in more on that being from Greece, but this whole sustainability thing for us now is like, okay, you know, we're opening Bar Vlacha, our newest um, concept that's going to be an ode to the Vlach cuisine and the people who were nomadic and, and the roots of Greek food. And they were sustainable farmers. They, nothing yeah. went to waste. You know, they use from nose to foot of any animal. They use the stem to the butt of any vegetable. And we're talking now with Brendan's like, you know, we should incorporate that or we must and we will into our program of Vlaha where the food program, you know, can give some of the waste that we can reuse in our drink program. So we are a sustainable restaurant. And I think that's something, you know, as a restaurant group, our, our missions also expand. You so know, we're not just, we're not just restaurant tours who open cool restaurants and, and, and have good food and drinks. No, there's the missions change over time. Uh, from where I was growing up, I, there was never a mission. It was just, oh, let's just do a Greek restaurant so we can make money. Now it's like, let's do a Greek restaurant. Let's showcase our culture. Let's care about the environment. Let's care about people. Let's train uh, to, to the what's ever happening in the world. And I just think as restaurateurs, it's like, we're more on the mentorship and we're more on the education piece now than, oh, let's just go cook food and make Greek food. It changes, it changes, it changes for us as well. And I think those are conversations that I always like bounce off, you know, with, with, with all our partners and our members that, you know, what else can we be doing? You know, mental health is a huge thing for us right now and, and checking in with our staff and making sure everyone is okay. Um, like I just mentioned, sustainability, um, recycling, um, biodegradable packaging. We're always looking for ways to do things better. And I think that's why we've been so successful in building this team because we all are on the same page with that. And it's the more people we have to bounce ideas off and help implement the quicker and, and, and easier it is for us as well. Uh, I, I want to say first and foremost, bravo. That that right. Everything, everything you just said is just so refreshing and, and just amazing to hear because I, you know, we grew up in America, so, you know, we're American, but we're Greek. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's aspects of the American culture, there's aspects of the Greek culture that we kind of, you know, uh, bounce between. And talking about environment and sustainability or whatever is always something that I kind of hear um, focused in companies in America more so than other places. And then, like, I'll talk to, like, you know, some Greek entities, and it's more about just making that money. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is so refreshing that these two worlds that I belong to as a company, you guys are bringing it together. And it just sounds so good to me that, that, that you said all that stuff. And, and I commend you guys for that. We just came back. Actually, we just came back from Greece. And one of the seminars that I was part of was just all about sustainability in, in the restaurant business. And, you know, Steph was without talking to our vendors too, you know, to make things packaging. Uh, I think at Greco, we're, we're plastic free. 
there's no plastic used in our own products rather than some Greek, you know, imports of, of beverages that we're also working with to replace as well. You're, you're basically, you're, you're, you're cutting your own bottom line by doing this, right? Because oh, yeah. you make a lot more money if you're doing things, you know, a non-sustainable way. So again, that's such a commendable thing. There's more to care about than the wallets these days. And, and, and I think we're one of the only few companies that has that mentality that the wallet isn't what we care for, you know, health and, and the world's health and everyone else's health around us. You know, we just came out of a pandemic. So, um, I think there's much more that we, we want to show and we will show as, as this, this hospitality group, um, of who we are and what our mission is. So basically, you've developed the Xenia ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> we will be there at some point. I think we need to I, get into hotel businesses to say something like that, but that's the next step. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Speaking wow. of hospitality in general, I will stay a little bit in Vlaha, which is uh, our latest project for everything that Dimitri mentioned and Brendan about the food. Technically, uh, through Vlaha, I personally had the opportunity to rediscover tradition and culture. You know, when you're going back to see some places or food and see it again and again, you can see yourself like learning something totally different or something new. So the Vlahiki Cuisina to me was a super, was a, a surprise in total because of the sustainability and because of the, I didn't know that pita and suvla was a big piece of Vlachiki cuisine because we all know suvla in America or all over the world as a Greek food. But that actually comes from Vlachiki cuisine. You know, like when you go to regions and incorporate the food, you learn through the process. I didn't know about the pita. I didn't know about they're using so much butter in their process. Yes, don't get me wrong, Brendan. Brendan is laughing because we didn't find any olive oil behind Vlachiki Cuisina. We just came back from a trip. We were out there, and I've been to Greece many, many times, and I've never really traveled through central Greece, and this was Brendan's first time. So we were on a two-week journey, and we went foraging for for mushrooms and and trying all these little villages, you know, and just seeing how things, and Stefo said the right word, rediscover, because I think it was a cuisine or a part of Greece that's often overlooked, and no one knows that Greece is 80% mountains. We're a mountain yeah. country. Everybody automatically thinks, oh, Greece, sand and beaches, you know, Mykonos, this and that. But the real, the roots of Greece are in that area that we're, we're focusing on for Bar Vlaha. And believe it or not, it's where the hospitality came from. These were nomadic shepherds that were going village to village and needing somewhere to sleep, to eat to bathe and strangers were taking them in and giving them food, giving them a bed to sleep in, you know, some, some, uh, a shower and, and before they went on their journey. And at Vlaha, you know, it's what we really want to capture is the roots of our culture, food, hospitality, the vibe, the feeling, you know, Stefos took us on this journey in Metzovo. We went to an old um, Vlach house and we saw the colors, we saw the customs, we saw the setup and, and it was so interesting to see our culture beyond the Acropolis, beyond, you know, Athens and Mykonos and Santorini and really yeah, see what else. Yeah. yeah. It, it, just, it was just for me, it opened my eyes and being Greek American, you know, all these years just going to Greece, we had the Horio we went to, we had the islands or this and that, or we just went to have good times, Glendia and whatever. But now it was like, wow, this is my culture. Wow. You know, this is where the food comes from. You know, this is the original. It doesn't get more OG than the Vlachs. 
you know, and I think, you know, we can use it as a term of, you know, derogatory making fun, but it's applauding them. They are the roots of, of Greek food and a lot of our culture. And, and we're so excited. And, you know, what Brendan has in store just coming off that trip, you know, between Stefano's concept and inspiration and, and the feel of the place and what Brendan's doing in the kitchen and what we're doing in the bar program, it's going to be a nice rediscovery of the roots of Greece. And I, I'm, I'm so excited for this concept. Yeah. Uh, From a so chef excited. standpoint, um, you know, traveling in central and northern Greece, like seeing the food in these villages and in the countryside was totally eye-opening because myself, I had only been to, again, like Athens and the islands. Um, so, you know, it's it's only a couple hours away, but it's a complete world away. And yes. the cuisine is completely different. And there's actually seasons up there. So it actually translates better to cooking in New England because, you know, there's... There's, believe it or not, there's snow in Greece and it, and there's seasons up in those mountains. And it, it was, we were there in the summer and it was like, you know, 55 degrees up, a, up in the mountains. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's village cooking. It's rustic. It's village style cooking. There's no waste. There's curing. There's fermenting. There's pickling, preserving, smoking. Um, you see a lot of foraged items. You see foraged mushrooms. You see wild game uh, caught from the forest, rabbits and venison and wild boar. Um, you see all sorts of freshwater fish. Um, you see eel and crayfish and trout. Um, all these things that you don't really immediately think of when you see when you think of Greek cuisine. And these are things that I can bring to the table for inspiration for our Barblaha concept. And, you know, kind of circling back, it's like we were talking about um, how people don't really haven't explored all the regions of Greek cooking yet. And I don't know, I kind of look at it like the way maybe Italian food was in America in the late 70s, early 80s. Every, it was just red sauce. You thought it was spaghetti and meatballs. And now people understand that there are different regions and there's a deeper understanding. And there were big chefs that brought italian cooking to the forefront on the food network in the 90s and we're like no listen this is a really complex cuisine i think that's what we are trying to do with greek cuisine now um because this is an uh, incredibly rich diverse like gastronomy in in greek cooking um not only are there differences between region to region but village to village they right. have their own specialties that they're enormously proud of you go to one village and you, you just have to try this one type of pita that maybe they is their specialty. And, you know, or maybe they have one type of cheese that they specialize in. And um, I think I think we're really excited about all of that. And just to take a sliver of that and bring it to Boston is is really exciting. Wow. So I'm just going to say that, you know, we we got on this podcast because we're, we wanted to learn more about you guys. But now, after hearing all this, like I truly like no joke truly am so pumped to try out this new concept like it, 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 i can't wait i can't wait you know, part of the whole thing about the whole the whole you know xenia group is we want to push the envelope a little we want to do different things we want to do original ideas and original concepts and one thing you know that i said we're always learning from each other is when Stephos came on board and we started, you know, even just, you know, Greco and, and Tukrasi, it's, you know, being Greek American, I think we were always scared to do anything more than what we knew, you know, and, you know, our safety zone was, okay, let's just do Greco, you know, people know it. Um, and then, you know, Stephos big thing always was, and something that always 
I, I, it's instilled with me now is he's like, no, let's not be Mediterranean. Let's be truly Greek is why we came up with the tagline for Greco is like Brendan just said about Italian and red sauce. Greek food was always getting categorized with Mediterranean and we were never in our own little, you know, our own little box. And, you know, Mediterranean now these days is, is, is Israel, Lebanon, Northern Africa, South of Spain, Italy, pretty much everything. So I think by Xenias is we really want to push the envelope and, and focus on Greek and being our own category, our own cuisine. We have Michelin star restaurants in Greece. We have talented chefs worldwide. We have exporting our wines that are coming from Greece right now is what encourage us to open Krasi. And I think what we're doing and just the vendors and the people we're working with are all helping us, you know, really pushy envelope because we could not definitely just open restaurants here in Boston without, you know, connecting with Greece and getting the products we need, you know, whether it's Stephos getting a new vendor for us or our wine director getting a new um, importer or Brendan, you know, talking to some other chefs out there and, and getting some ingredients we need. We need, we need Greece and we need people to, to, to be on board with us and what we're trying to do. And it's not just us saying, Oh, we need this just for us. We want to bring the product over here. And it's not just and for it's us. Happening, and it's happening. Not only in Boston, it's happening in New York. It's happening in LA, in Chicago from people that they came with like pretty much the last five years, really good Greek brands, mm. really good Greek brands. Mm. Like I'm so happy the last five years, I'm going out there and I feel like proud about yeah, the Greek cuisine right now. Stefano's point, yes, I agree because I start to see that development across the country and it's refreshing yeah. to see that there's more confidence uh, mm-hmm. across the board. So that's also an indicator that what you guys are doing uh, is right on track. If not, I think you're even a little bit more ahead of the curve. And the labels were getting easier to read too. You know, even at Algoran now, we're bringing in all these products from Greece. Back in the day, I, I, we could not read a Greek label. You know, that's why our <laughs> wine, our wine sales were so bad because when they were exporting Greek wines, no one could say "ksino mavro yorgitiko." And yeah. now they've kind of simplified everything, and we're noticing in, like, in their branding, in their packaging, how everything is not just the evil eye anymore. <laughs> Things are artistically done. Things are, you know, Greek. done. Yeah, you know, you're, you're seeing very, very different branding now. And, and I love it. Ahura has been another great project of us, of ours that just relaunched. And we're doing all these Greek specialty products from Greece, um, that we're bringing in and selling in store online nationwide. Um, and, and it's been a fun project to work on because again, we see what's going on in Greece and we're bringing things here for Greeks and non Greeks to try. Awesome. That's so cool. I mean, I, I love I love everything I'm hearing today. Um, so I, I, I'm sure that there's a huge audience out there that knows exactly what's what you guys have done and are doing right now. Uh, but this the newest concept. Uh, actually, we'll talk about Agora as well because that's pretty new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bar Vlaka is it, when and where and can we disclose that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar Vlaha, Brookline, Washington Square, um, early 2023. Uh, I expect January, early February opening. You know, you'll hear more of it. We'll break the news to you, but it's finalizing construction. We're waiting on one container from Greece with our decor pieces and we'll put it together. Brendan has done some tastings already and, you know, we're, we're, we're excited to really, you know, bring this project to life. And, and I think it's going to be a, a rediscovery, you know, of this, of this, this Greek, um, this Greek culture that people kind of forgot about, or don't even know about. So, uh, so, uh, I mean, are you guys, 
as well, as far as Brendan's concerned, I'm sure upon opening, you're going to be spending a lot of time there, Brendan. Um, and Dimitri and, and Stefano, are you guys going to be kind of focused on that until it's like, of course, yeah. I'm responsible about the Kurdunia and the glitters. I don't know. <laughs> So, so can we basically say uh, that we know the chef to get a, to get a table? There you go. <laughs> I know it's See, if, there's, if there's nothing more classic Greek on this podcast, it's that we use this podcast to get good tables at restaurants. So. You know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, guys, this is amazing, amazing, amazing. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, there's so much more that we haven't even scratched the surface yet. And we are going to continue doing this series with just your group because there's so much. There's different individuals that we're going to bring on. There's different um, ideas, concepts, whatever that we're going to talk about. This is just scratching the surface, which to me is more than like 99% of what so many other people are doing. And yet it's still just a tiny piece. So I know how hard this work is. Uh, Fati knows how hard this work is. And like the fact that you guys got from where you were in 2017 to where you are now is truly an amazing... Uh, yeah, we're all, we're all passionate in what we do. And like I was saying on my last podcast, that the Greek mentality changed too. For the longest time, our parents didn't want us going in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. It's all about going to school, graduate, get your degree. I did it. I became an investment banker, but I'm like, I, I can't do this. And I want to go back in the restaurant business. You know, we all did something different. Uh, to make the parents happy. And I think that's why a lot of, we lost a lot of our Greek towns. A lot of the families did not want their kids taking over their Greek restaurants or pizzerias, laundry shops. So we all went to school. We got the education and, and we all became on Wall Street finance and did something different. But some of us, like, you know, Brendan Stephos and I, we, we got away from that and we went back and we're just so proud of our culture and heritage that we want to showcase it. And, you know, I couldn't be happier, more, uh, honored or privileged or blessed to work with this group of people um, and to make these projects, you know, come to life. I can come up with an idea, but I'm also not the best at a lot of things. People think, oh my God, he might, he's great. He's that, but I'm not, I, I don't cook. I'm not a chef. You know, I come up with ideas, but technically I'm all over the place sometimes too, that, you know, it's streamlined with concepts and vibe from Stephos and, you know, Brendan with the food, I would put up, I would make a Greek menu like Cheesecake Factory if I could, I would just put everything on it. You know, and then you have Brendan coming, no, no, we can't do that. Let's trim this. So, <laughs> We all, you know, work really well together and, you know, we have that connection and we all just share that passion and, and that, that love for hospitality and what we do, which I think makes the team, you know, really, really um, successful and, and survive. Can, can I make a suggestion for your next venture? You said Greek town. I think Boston needs a Greek town. I think you guys are the ones. We that try can. back Bay We're we're three, three concepts in, you know, you got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> I, I, I would die happy. If, if Boston got a Greek town. So I, I'm putting it on you guys. <laughs> we'll help promote it. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll promote it. Let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> guys, this was amazing. Like I, I, I'm so happy to hear what's happening. Not, not just with you guys as individuals, uh, but like what you're putting together for our town and, you know, potentially in the future could be much more than just our town, but you guys are really putting Boston on the map. Uh, I, I heard a story, uh, I believe from Foti. Uh, Foti, if this was you, uh, we were somewhere, somebody was somewhere in Florida and they were talking about something about Greek food and yes. then the word Boston. And it was, uh, oh, yeah, you know, Kasi, is that what you're talking about? Yes, so exactly. it's out there. You, you guys are, are doing some great things. And, and 
again, and then you threw in the sustainability and all that stuff, which is these concepts that the old school, you know, didn't really kind of think about. Maybe they didn't have to, but maybe they didn't want to. I don't know. But the fact that you guys are thinking about it, the fact that you guys are putting efforts into that, the, 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 the fact that you're putting this kind of old school stuff with this new school mentality, mm-hmm. it's just all stuff that I think is just great. And I think it works. And I think, you know, more people um, should be thinking that way. No, it's important. It's important. It's important to us too. And, and everyone on the team. So, you know, it's something that we have to constantly remind ourselves on. Like, are we doing this the sustainable way? Are we doing this the right way? And it's, it's just a good self-check and, you know, we need to take care of, the environment more in each other. And I think that's what the world needs right now. All right. So before we, we, we wrap this up, uh, is there anything else that we can mention or is that uh, for the next episode? I think um, you guys covered pretty much everything that's allowable to talk, right? But for now, don't forget Agora, the Greek market. Yes. Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes. Sorry, we, I, have, I, we have Tsureki. We have uh, a new uh, custom dessert display. You can go get your own Greek desserts. We have uh, baklava, kataifi, tulubakia. Uh, we have, we have roxakia. We really have a nice display over there, and it's great for it the It has market. a low-calorie display of Tsureki <laughs> stuff. But we so, also so, have yeah. cool holiday, holiday gift boxes and a nice name day box that we'll uh, introduce next week. Because I think we kind of forget about the, the name days as well. And, you know, sending a nice little Greek holiday snack box might be a good idea. Yeah, that, that's a very good idea. Okay. How, do, how do they get to Agora? How, how can somebody go and find so, it right Agora now? Agora is at the Greco location of Seaport, 200 Fan Pier Boulevard. Oh, sorry, Pier 4 Boulevard. And you can also go to agorabygreco.com. Order online. We ship nationwide. Uh, we also deliver locally, and you can pick up at any time. Awesome. And um, we'll also have all that information in the video and podcast notes. So don't worry if you don't remember right off the bat. It's going to be right below. And I want to say uh, first before I turn it over to Foti, guys, thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Dimitri. We 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 you know we go way back and we we interviewed you before, and it was such a great episode. Um, time flies with us. It's it's already been an hour. I'm like, how has it been an hour? We just right? we can't and, stop. And, <laughs> and the fact that um, you're able to to come back and uh, bring your 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 partners and coworkers and everybody that's involved and and to do this whole series, I think it's so cool because Boston needs this. I think Boston is going to be an even prouder city. Can we get any prouder? We will be a, a much prouder city with with everything that you guys are doing. So I just want to say. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, Foti, do you want to say anything else? A, uh, closing comments. I just want to thank the gentlemen, Dimitri, Stefanos, and Brendan. Thank you so much for uh, enlightening us on what you're doing. Uh, this is definitely needed here in our city. Um, and for our audience who have been listening and uh, getting inspired and excited, stay tuned for the next episode because I believe that we're bringing on your wine director for our next series. So definitely stay tuned for that. But I wanted to thank you, Um just congratulations on everything. Much luck to everything that you're doing. And we're really uh, humbled that you are allowing us to actually participate in the acknowledgements of your endeavors. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Ah, yes. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Exactly. You guys. And, uh, again, a pleasure to meet you guys, uh, Stefano and Brendan and Dimitri. Thanks, so Thanks again for being with us. Thanks, everybody, for watching yeah. and listening. Uh, check out everything they're doing, you know, go visit them, go online and, and get stuff. Just go because this is, this is the stuff we should be supporting. This is the stuff that we love. 
Thanks, everybody out there. We will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Have a Thank good you. one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.